0: Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolick and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. But hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I am joined by a really dear friend as well as a colleague, I think, on the YouTube platforms, Tyler Koala from the Journey to Truth podcast. Tyler, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you here.
1: Glad to be here. Thank you.
0: Yeah. How are you doing today? I mean, there's been so much going on. How, how, how is it day to day for you?
1: Um, it's overwhelming. And it's, it's actually kind of nice that this is all happening because it's a good reminder that uh, we need to give ourselves a break sometimes and step back and, you know, trying to keep up with this movie that's playing out right now is really exciting because we want to know what's going on. A lot of us are lost. We're looking for hope. But at the same time, you know, we could all go in a cave for three months and this is gonna play and then come back out and the result is still gonna be the same. This is gonna happen with or without us at this point, you know, and uh, so it's really important now, I think just to go inward. And that's kind of what I've been focusing on, uh, just reflecting, meditating, and also not getting enough sleep. So being really tired at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think a lot of people um, would second that uh, for you. I've, I, you know, a lot of people in my alchemy program have been saying that. Uh, really, really interesting dreams too. But I think what you said there is really key that we are, in essence, watching a movie. Um, however, I, like, I don't know how you feel about this. My perception of it is that it's almost like a, you remember those books, Choose Your Own Adventure? Did you ever read those? I don't know, if, like they're around.
1: <laughs> I did, I did read those, and I know where you're going with this. That's exactly what this is like.
0: Yeah, and so I feel like I feel like we are absolutely part of the outcome in in essence of how fast we get there. So I feel like this movie is kind of like a Choose Your Own Adventure book where depending on what you choose, you're entering a different timeline and that timeline could either be moving you forward faster to the end of the movie or taking you on a different path that you have to go through some more obstacles and challenges.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what's, what's playing out right now. And it's almost like what we're seeing, it's like a glitch in the timeline, which is possible. Like something can, um, things can go wrong sometimes. And we might stray off course, but we're always going to go back because we know we're on the ascension timeline. Uh, but this is a this is a timeline war. So there's forces out there um, manipulating it, and it's not going to go like like according to plan because you know we have all these channelers and these psychics and these mediums and everybody's getting all this information. But it's kind of, usually it corroborates. Now we're seeing it, it's all contradicting each other. I think people are tapping into different potential timelines. And I don't think we're supposed to know. I I think we're not supposed to know how this is gonna play out because whatever is occurring has to catch us off guard, has to catch us by surprise. Because if we know, like Dolores Cannon always says, what good is the test if you know the answers? This isn't just about what's happening in the political arena or in, even on the planet, this is what's happening in our lives and individually, and what are we doing about it? and how are we responding to it? And are we giving our power away? are we are we reclaiming our sovereignty? So
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And I think you're right. We are in a timeline war. Uh, you see it just in the media alone. they're they're trying to stranglehold everyone into a fear complex so that they can win that timeline war and get people stuck in the, the lower vibration that would help them co-create the timeline they wish. And then there's those of us who are trying to co-create a timeline that that doesn't help. However, sometimes I think we can stray off path without us even realizing we're doing it by putting our focus, an energy into something without realizing the vibration and the intention that it's coming from. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. sorry, no, what were we gonna say? I
1: was just <laughs> to say I agree with that one hundred percent. A lot of it's not intentional. I mean, we we we're all faith. Let's just face it. Like none of us know what the hell's going on right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> like we we all are getting our own insights and we're all exploring and tapping into different things and and we're navigating the best. The best that we can, but we really just don't know.
0: No, and you said it, and, and when you said that, Dolores Cannon, they were like, what's good as the test if you already know the answer? It's so true. Like, even if you just look back on the last maybe couple years of your life, you know, and you look at one of the more challenging outcomes, and if it's an outcome where it may have worked out for whatever reason, and maybe in a way that you didn't anticipate. You would have never grown, experienced all the things you need to experience in the way that you needed to. You would have never been able to tap into the shadow work that we all come here to heal. You know, like this planet is, we come here to heal so much and we'll probably get into that later on in the show. But let's talk about the movie that we're all watching and how this, there's a lot of optics here. What's your perception on everything?
1: Remember the, the voter fraud and how obvious it was. It was over the top obvious. It couldn't be more obvious. And we still saw Biden get in. Um, it's, just, it's just the movie that we are seeing right now is comparable to that. It's so obvious right now that what we are seeing down to the inauguration, to the Oval Office possibly being a set, like a, an actual movie set, we have these cue drops that refer to Castle Rock, and we're seeing all this Castle Rock Entertainment is the is the company that builds the Oval Office sets for Hollywood movies. And then you have the guy at the inauguration wearing the Castle Rock Entertainment beanie. You have um, Biden's granddaughters, uh, the one in the pink and the white. They're in one frame, and then the camera switches, and they're not in the next frame. And people are saying oh well it's just it's just because the camera angle that's not true if you if you take that and put it back in context we're only seeing that short video when you put it back in context it actually goes to an aerial view and they're entirely just not there they're not there i'm sorry this isn't some camera mistake something's going on you have jill biden who has blue shoes in one shot whatever you call them tan shoes in the other shot um I forget what the color they, they were using for but she has different color shoes in each shot. They have, you have the Oval Office. It's just clearly not the same Oval Office. There's so many things wrong with it. Even that little box, that's like that, um, I don't actually know what the box, what's, what purpose it serves, it's on the, the desk. And every picture of every president ever, it's, it's a box with a red button. It's like a top secret call box. I don't know what it is, but it's not there. Not anymore. It's not in this picture. It's like they're leaving us all of these breadcrumbs. They want us to see what's going on. And it's also, I feel like it's them um, testing how programmed the collective is. Like, okay, it's almost like, what can we get away with here without people even noticing? And there is a large percentage of the population who is not paying attention at the level we are. But if you have eyes to see it, this is a, this is a movie. And Biden is, isn't is even the same guy from one day to the next. Um, I mean, there's a potential that he's an actual clone. And I think that the clone program is going to be a major part of disclosure that is going to explain so much of what people have been so confused about uh, over the past four years.
0: I mean, just today I was looking at a video of him speaking about all the vaccines and how they're going to have like Four hundred to six hundred thousand doses, with, for three hundred Americans. <laughs> it's like, what? And he's mm-hmm. stumbling his whole way through it. And I'm like, how does anyone with a functioning brain, even if you only have a few cells functioning, how do you watch that and not question? Yeah. Question his um, ability to lead.
1: Well, well, anyone can. For not, not only that. So there was. Um... A video floating around is a compilation of comedians like way back all the way back when robin williams was alive um they're comedians doing skits on joe biden and his mental health and they're just kind of making fun of his you know cognitive abilities and stuff and this was way back then when he was younger and and then what makes you think he's fit to run for president at this point he's not obviously he's clearly there as a puppet an actual puppet you know who knows who's behind it you know it could be obama it could be somebody else uh like the shadow president but biden is clearly just there as the pen signing the papers he he is if if you really analyze his behavior he is not doing he's not acting on his own he's being controlled manipulated him walking by the marines saying out loud salute the marines like like he was repeating what he heard in his earpiece by the way if you notice the military at the inauguration with Biden, it was quite literally mil- costumes. None of the military actually had badges or patches. And then you compare it to the past inaugurations, you have military generals there with all of their badges, their purple hearts, whatever it is. You just don't see that. These guys look like rent-a-cops.
0: Why do you think that they would be so sloppy if the, if this really is, you know, like how some people see it, like a fake, a fake inauguration, okay, a fake presidency, all of that. If that's true, there's, you know, I mean, you watch movies all the time. They go to extreme lengths to make sure that their medals are there and on on the generals and and and, and different military people why would they leave that that detail out now
1: yeah i mean that's that's left up to speculation but they could be i mean there's so many there's so many possibilities maybe um they don't have control maybe they're being controlled and they're being set up and they're they're being trolled and they're they're being forced to put on this show when they know they really don't have any power left that's one option that's one possibility um I could just go on and on with different possibilities. I really don't know, actually. Uh, it's Why are they being so sloppy? But it's like, it seems like somebody, a white hat, is in control and and it's being done intentionally leaving us breadcrumbs. It's like they want us to know, like, guys, pay attention. This isn't what you Mm -hmm. think it is. This is purely optics. Even Even down to the fireworks at the inauguration, I heard a video of one of the press uh, he came forward. He's like, guys, those fireworks never happened. They were, they never happened. There were no fireworks. That was all CGI. Like, even down to that, it, even where the press was located, they weren't even allowed to be close. They were way up on some rooftop far away from the inauguration. If you, uh, I mean, just, just nothing about it adds up. It's a movie.
0: There's absolutely a lot of questions left unanswered with mm-hmm. everything that we're seeing, without a doubt. There's something is not right (laughs) that that much I know for certain something Mm. is not right and it's been interesting to observe what's your take on the lights being out like what it's I believe it's only the second floor of the White House the lights have been off and the Washington I talked about this with Bobby and he just kind of came up with this this um, very logical reason uh, of um, that, well, if there's really stuff going down with that much National Guard in DC, that you probably don't want certain lights on to help people see where they're going or whatever. If you're gonna have military with night vision goggles and all of that, so I was like, "Well, that's a pretty plausible reason." Like, do you have any um, like theories on what's kind of going on there?
1: Yeah, I mean, this just theories, mind you. So we've heard that. You know, and a lot of this information coming out now is misinformation. So just take it with a grain of salt. Anybody who's doing their own research right now—that's why it's good to almost not research, but just pay attention. Pay attention and watch the military. Watch how they're behaving. They're turning their backs to Biden. They're not saluting them. They're not calling him Mr. President. Uh, these are the things we need to pay attention to. But as far as the lights going out, you know, we heard that the lights went out for a few hours the other night three buses came, black buses came, and apparently people were being arrested and escorted out of the the White House in the middle of the night. You have uh, the Washington Monument going dark, which uh, a lot of channelers and and people say that that's not just a Washington Monument, that's like uh, potentially like a jump room or portal technology there that they use to get to the Vatican and to get to London. Because if you know anything about the act of 1871, there's a three-city empire, the uh, DC, the District of Columbia, uh, the Vatican, and London, where were, there's like the central hub for the financing, It's the central banking hub. So all three of those are tied together, and they're obviously strategically placed on the planet because of, I'm sure, vortexes or some type of ley line connection. And I believe the, monument, the Washington Monument is a technology. There's something happening underground there. Uh, that's, that's where you, you kind of lose some people, but if you don't understand like secret space programs and the technology that's at use and ET, the ET presence within government and the the fact that some of these, uh, people in, in government are quite literally reptiles, reptilians. And it's, there's a lot of evidence of that. You see people's eyes change, there's glitches, um, You just have to have an open mind with all this stuff when you're trying to understand what's actually going on. So if you don't, it's going to be really confusing because you're not going to be able to make sense. You're not going to find the evidence for what you're looking for in a world that's been designed to bury the evidence. You have to connect the dots on your own.
0: Yeah, I think the problem is, is that as soon as you're certain about something, you've now closed the door to possibly exploring something else that could, you know, and it's just like that whole thing. Science will say they prove something and then everyone believes it. But then, you know, maybe 50 years down the road, we find out that it isn't so, you know. And you've, I think you always have to leave room for possibility in anything. There's no other way to properly learn and discover uh, what the truth is. Because I don't think any of us know what's going on right now. And like you said at the very beginning, I don't think any of us are supposed to know what's going on. There's a, I feel there's a lot of different purposes here behind all of this, whether it's just us taking initiative to look for ourselves, to research for ourselves, to just pay attention in different ways. I mean, that was one of the things for me was I was, you know, just watching the inauguration, not even listening to anyone yet, just watching it in real time. I remember thinking, why, why have they already brought him in? It's it's like 11, it's like not even 11.50 yet, you know? Like, And um, I was like, that was the first thing that was really weird. And then there's a whole bunch of other things that happened with that and just watching it all and, of course, watching their faces. And you and I were heavily into energy and tuning into that. And energy is literally everything that forms everything here in matter. So if you can pay attention energetically to what's going on, and we start to listen to our intuition, our gut. We can actually access different kinds of packets of information that wouldn't otherwise be available to you if you're only focused on the physical sensor, sensories.
1: Mm hmm absolutely and actually going back to earlier when you asked why do you think they're being so sloppy with this uh one of the things i wanted to say was that um this is part of the great awakening they are like how many nobody saw it play out this way but how many people are waking up because of biden getting elected how many people how many democrats are regretting their vote they're now seeing for their own, with their own eyes, what's taking place. There, you know, thousands of jobs have been lost. Now they're not getting their uh, stimulus money like they were promised. Instead of, instead of keeping everything closed and masked for a hundred days, they're opening everything up. And some people who really believe this virus is what they're being told are really upset about this because they voted for the country to stay locked down because they think that's what's needed. They think that the vaccine is the only way. So it's, it's almost like it's like somehow divinely orchestrated and it's being played out to to assist in the awakening. You know, we have been following this for four years or, or, I mean, I I say four years because of Trump's term, but we've been following this for a long time. We don't need any more evidence. We've seen it. We understand what's going on. This is for the people who don't know what's going on. And we, this is where we have to like go inward and, and basically, uh, grow and evolve and step up right now so we get to work on ourselves and at the end of this when when something really happens we're going to be ready
0: Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting because you make a really good point there it's not just the inauguration where all the anomalies are you know it Mm -hmm. just even with the whole c19 and how literally the day of all of a sudden you know states are they states that were in total lockdown are starting to lift their um Their stay-at-home orders and and lockdown measures. And it's like, the day before, we were just told we hit the peak of the C-19. So what happened in 24 hours that all of a sudden, like, the most... The most strict states are now starting to release the tension on those measures uh, for lockdown, and and it's it, that again speaks to the sloppiness of what's going on. And you you make a really valid point there, Tyler. That oh gosh, and when okay, as soon as I saw that on uh, the time, I just saw twenty o two, so it was like a mirror of the two, 20 and oh nice,
1: nice, yeah.
0: So. Um, You make a good point there in that (sighs) this really could be part of a more divine plan. I like to call it like something even greater than what I think any of us can imagine uh, to assist more awakening. That those who really are not getting it are finally going to, it's almost like you have to rub it's like, you know, when you take a dog and they've done something bad and you rub their nose in the shit, <laughs> it's almost like you're like, yo, you just voted this in now. Like, let me just rub your nose in it kind of yeah. thing. And so you can actually see the, the consequences of what's going on here because I just don't understand. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't they at least wait a few weeks, you know, at minimum a few weeks? We're still in heavy winter here. In the, in the States, right? Yeah. So to me, I feel like there's, it's just a weird anomaly across the board on how everything's being handled. And of course we look at, for instance, CNN, mm-hmm. all of a sudden their death count toll rate is like not blinking uh, constantly to, yeah. to program everyone. And so you can already see that they're trying to deprogram the fear, <laughs> you know, yeah. and get people out of that mindset. But I think, from what I've seen, is that it's going to take a little while for people to be less fearful. Even when these lockdown measures are releasing and um, not as heavy, I think some people are still going to act as if they're still in place just because of the fear.
1: Yeah, that's how quickly the programming affects people. Mm -hmm. And and as soon as you're willing to accept the lie as truth in your reality, then that becomes your reality. So you are living a lie. You don't even understand it. And you can't just go and tell somebody that. That has to be their own realization in whatever way it's going to occur in their life if they allow it. You can, you can turn a blind eye to this stuff. I know people that have been made aware of certain information and I watched them just shut it out. They, they are not ready for this because they know it's going to shatter their entire reality if they accept this as fact. Nobody wants to believe that they've been duped, that they've been lied to their whole lives that what they went to school for was all a facade that isn't even real science, you know, it's not something people are ready to accept, you know?
0: Yeah. And I mean, from the compassionate place of the human heart, I can understand you've been through an awakening. I've been through several awakenings. I've been through several awakenings. You go through these phases of like, whoa, this, and then shut it down and go back into like old programs. And then you come back and you're like, no, 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 it's time for more. You know, you can go through those phases. Um, And I think it's kind of like a buffering process so that people don't have complete psychotic breaks in the mind because that can happen depending on how fast your awakening is. So there is definitely some compassion for the collective in whatever way someone needs to awaken it's always going to be an individual path we can't expect people to jump on board just because we're already there there is a part of us that knows that we've got to hold space and and healing space for those who are going to be going through this and we have to remember what it's like to be there you know because we can quickly forget
1: yeah, I'm glad you said that. It's true. And I'm not trying to belittle anyone else who's not paying attention because, for one, it's designed that way. You're, it's designed to distract you and pull you off and, and you know, take you away from, cut off your God connection and make you, they've kind of pushed the atheist agenda, you know. And uh, like me, I was an atheist. I grew up in a Catholic and a Christian family, uh, having it shoved down my throat. And I just, I rejected it. It did not feel right to me. You know, I was just, so I, I don't even, I think I just was born knowing something was off, you know? And then as soon as I was old enough to escape that, I just went all oh, atheist because whenever something is forced upon you, especially with that rebel type of mentality, you want to do the opposite, you know? So I was like, no, I that's not me. I'm this person. And I, I was like the atheist. And I just thought we were all here by chance and there's no... There's no reason for anything. There are, you know, um, there are no such thing as coincidences. Everything is just scientific. And what I realized is that looking back on it now, it's like that program that they put into people, it's giving people a pass to be a shitty person because it's easy to be a shitty person when you don't think there's consequences for your actions. And I didn't think that. I honestly thought that, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what I do because I fully believed in the whole, uh, we're just here by chance and this is it. There's no before or after and it doesn't matter what we do. So you might as well just do whatever you want and be selfish. And and that quickly backfired on me, obviously. But that's what they want people thinking.
0: Yeah, well, to to that point, that's why they're trying to deprogram God out of everything
1: mm-hmm. is so
0: that people act from a place where they don't believe there is any consequence to their actions. And with you, and it's true. And if you don't believe there's any consequence, then you don't really think twice about doing what you're doing, which I can totally see a shift in the last two decades of how that's really infiltrated the masses on a deeper level. Like they've really programmed that into the youth more than anything, but uh, it's, prevalent in a lot of media your your celebrity culture your movies like you just see that kind of mentality heavily being programmed into people yeah and i was the same as you i you know raised catholic and i think i also had a difficult time with god i didn't necessarily believe that there wasn't a god but um, I didn't go as far as you did, but I, I had a very difficult time with the word God. It made me very uncomfortable just because of the way it was taught to me um, using fear and just the, the, the more mm, unhealed patriarchal aspect of the system. And so I really struggled with that. So I turned to different religions. I turned to like Buddhism and Hinduism and eventually made my way back into spirituality. And it was only... When I started to unite my masculine and feminine aspects and going more into the feminine, that I started to be more comfortable with the word God again and understand um, truly what that is and without the the programming that can come through the um, church system.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it is. Like I've said this before, there's spirituality in religion and there's spirituality in the galactic level. And, and one of them is a trap we know like the indoctrination that religion brings us. And it, it, there are a lot of good things within religions. So don't get me wrong. I grew up in it. I, I understand the good parts of it. Um, but it's kind of like that meme you ever see. It's like there's a fish inside of a fish bowl in the ocean. And then there's a fish outside of the bowl. And the fish inside of the bowl is, a, is the religion. And then yeah, the one in the ocean swimming freely is spirituality. So it's like, it takes you so far, but that's it. There's a, there's like a dead end and that's where, and then there's always some some type of fear or shame that happens where they make you feel bad for what you're doing. And that's not right.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that because I actually feel like there's certain, asp- see, I, religion in itself, like you said, there's good things in it. And I don't necessarily feel like it's, the fish in the bowl, I feel like it's the um, indoctrinated version of the religion, which really, some people would argue that that's what that is completely. But I don't necessarily agree with that. Just like spirituality, I there is a lot of corruption in the spiritual community. There is a lot of um, deception and false. Oh, what's the word? False, uh, idols, false, f- false idols, but also false narratives that mm-hmm. lead people down destructive pathways. And let's face it, you can't have the light without the dark. It's all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all part of the journey. So I feel like spirituality in its in itself doesn't necessarily stand out on its own because I feel like it's been infiltrated as well. I think all things start off good and then there's infiltration. And uh, I, I believe spirituality has been infiltrated as well. I mean, I'm seeing it right now yeah. you see it right you've seen it too oh
1: percent, um, and i agree with you as far as even the religious stuff guys i don't know what i'm talking about here i'm just kind of figuring this out on my own so don't i'm not trying to say like religion is bad and this and that i just know i i do know that some of it is designed to keep us kind of trapped in a box and, and not only trapped in the box but divide us because they have you know look at the Look at the wars in our history. You know, it's always one religion versus another.
0: Yeah, totally. That's
1: part of the divide and conquer game. That's where I'm getting at with this. Like, there's mm-hmm. clearly an agenda there, but really, we don't know. At the end of the day, I don't like you said spirituality. It, it's it can be all put under one. Under yeah, one, under I both think
0: both. it's faith. What is your faith? You know, whatever that is. Like, where where do you put it? And how is it guiding you? And I think the individual journey is going to be individual. That's, you know, it, there's no specific path that there's a cookie cutter path for everyone. And we've got to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into, let's jump into some clone, some clone talk and get into the possibilities that are the potential possibilities of this and what's out there. And um, let's just have a fun conversation about it.
1: Yeah so the clone program is something that has been I've been drawn to for a long time. I've resonated with it as as it's as a reality. Like I I really do feel like there is a clone program after everything I've read, listening to whistleblowers, SSP whistleblowers, a lot of people's testimony, I mean there's just no way there's not something going on. We, we've already seen the, the reports and stuff leak out into, we know they're testing and they're trying, they're testing cloning in other parts of the world with animals and this and that, but they didn't stop there. I don't think they stopped there. So everything I'm gonna get into as far as the cloning aspect is unverifiable. Just so you know, like, I just wanna explore what I believe to be a possibility And just have some fun with it and go down this rabbit hole. And I've connected some dots on my own that would explain a lot of what we're seeing happen on the surface. But I can't verify it. But I think it's a good seed to put out there because if we do get some type of disclosure, the cloning program is most certainly going to be part of it. And it's going to be a reality that people are going to have to face.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it would be far-fetched knowing how nefarious the things that we've seen in this world are, that if we are indeed working with cloning, which we've been doing for decades, at least to our knowledge, um, that they're absolutely working on humans as well. And anything we do know is that whatever technology they show us is probably, at minimum, 50 years behind what they actually have.
1: Yeah. Oh, minimum. Yeah. At minimum. Uh, it's probably unfathomable, unfathomable, however you say that word, what uh, <laughs> what actually is taking place. You know, when you hear these whistleblowers and stuff give their story, like Rebecca Rose or Tony mm-hmm. Rodriguez, you can't, these, these stories can't, exists without some extreme level of advanced technology that we haven't even we can't even wrap our head around here in the public eye anyway so getting into cloning and that's one of the themes that comes up like clones and regen tanks and med beds and all this technology is like just common talk for them it's common talk i started reading this book called the secret journey to planet serpo which is about a trip of 12 astronauts, 12 or 13, I forget now, that went to, uh, that left planet during the uh, JFK era. Uh, And they went to go spend 13 years or 10 years on another planet. And they end up, the time there was so screwed up, none of their devices worked, they couldn't keep time, they ended up staying for 13 years. Came back, it's an incredible story, it's, it's like the actual log, you're reading the log of the people like journaling their, their stay there. And it, within that book, it gives a brief history of the SSP. And because you have to kind of understand how we even got to a place where we can go off planet for 10 years and stay somewhere else. And this wasn't even part of the SSP. This was actually a government program. So they and within that book, what they start talking about how the whole Draco agenda started back in, in the late 1800s and uh, the Green Dragon and the Black Dragon Society were <clears throat> were basically uh, channeling reptilians out of this cave somewhere in Tibet or something. And allegedly there's an underground city there, underground base, where these reptilians were residing and they were channeling the people on the surface were channeling messages and they were carrying out orders for these reptilians because they couldn't show themselves. And they got a hold of a German general who was a linguist and he was sent over there by chance, sent over there to learn the language. This is that. He ended up coming in contact with the, the society. They gave him this ability of foresight so he could go back and he could be the general. I think Karl Haushofer or something. He could be the general in World War I and, uh, People would look up to him because he had the ability of foresight. He could see things before they happened. And he looked like a god, like people didn't understand who this was. The whole country gained his trust. And then eventually after that, after that war ended, he was given Hitler to groom. And he told the people that Hitler is your guy. And the people believed him because they all, they thought this guy was like king to them. And he groomed Hitler and Hitler eventually ended up abusing his power and turning on him is what the story says. And he just went crazy and almost ruined their plan. Like he just, he was supposed to be the guy, but he just took it too far. And he wouldn't even take orders from the Draco anymore is, is what I, from what I understand. So they had this big, they had this like 50 or 300 year plan, some crazy plan all set out and it ended up uh, Hitler like kind of backfired, but I think that might be like the a benevolent force interfering and causing that to happen. But what they talk about is the the Draco uh, the Draco actually uh, like a certain large percentage of the military in the and the ar- of the army in World War one was a clone army. They talk about this, this was they were working with the the reptilians and the Draco back then and the green dragon Black dragon society. it was all part of this massive cloning program. I don't know if that's verifiable, but it's really interesting. When they got to this planet, uh, one of their friends died on the way there. He couldn't handle, when they were going through certain parts of space, they had to, uh, basically, they were put in like an atmospheric bubble because uh, they, humans can't handle that type of, they call it, instead of car sick, they call it space sick, you know, that's why they, they jokingly, but you would get sick. Unless you were put in this bubble where you were contained in an atmosphere where you can survive in, and then whenever whenever you weren't like going through the portal, you can come out of it and walk around. Well, one and then they gave you food to eat, but if you didn't eat that food, that food was supposed to help you not get sick. And this guy wasn't eating the food; he was eating his own rations, and up getting sick and dying on the ship. When they got there, they wanted the body, but they uh, these ETs they call them the Ebens, E B E. Uh, they call them EB one eb 2 eb 3 whatever. Uh, they call them the Evens, for short. But they wouldn't let them see their friend. They wanted their friend. They wanted the body. They wanted to know what happened to them. Long story short, they ended up finding out there's a massive cloning facility on the other side of the planet where they had been abducting people from all different planets, different different races of ETs, just like we hear of the abduction stories. They're taking people against their will. And they, they admit this because this race apparently can't lie. They take the people against their will, uh, bring them to this planet, and they clone them. And they were doing, they were in these journals, they were saying the creatures that they were making, these hybrids and everything, they had a massive, massive cloning facility there, and they got to know it, they got to learn it. And this all of this information made its way back to Earth all of it. They, so the clone science and everything. They got to know the doctors there and, and they're working with our government. Apparently we've been back there. Some of the people didn't even come back. They wanted to stay and live their life, carry out their life on this planet. So if, if any of that is true, you know that this, this happened in the between the 40s and the 60s. You know we've been cloning since then, It's not way earlier. And I realize I've been running on a long tangent here. No,
0: no, 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 no. It's great. No, I I love that you were able to get all that out. Okay, okay, two things. (laughs) First thing is, while you were speaking that whole time, I looked down at the time of the video um, twice. The first time I looked down, it said 33 minutes and 33 seconds. (laughs) Wow! And the second time I looked down, it said 35 minutes and 35 seconds. And I'm like, what is going on with all these number synchronicities? Just as you were talking about um, the first, the first, the 3333 was when you were saying, talking about them being in this cave, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and discussing. And then the second time was about um, where he brought in Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I thought, just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, Because I wasn't looking at the clock otherwise. So the other thing I want to say is with all of this potential possibility of these cloning programs and and based off of this book that you've read, there's also, which I don't know if you want to go into, you don't have to, but you also have a special interest in this because of your own personal journey and Discovery. Did you want to share any of that with the audience? Or is that something you kind of don't want to go towards right now?
1: Um, I, I do and I don't. I'm, I feel like I'm going to be ready at some point to share it. But uh, I, I watch certain whistleblowers and people come forward with their story and just get butchered because they can't prove anything. And I'm still connecting that to my own. And it wouldn't be it's not even fair to myself to start talking about something that I don't fully understand. Um, I've been, but yeah, there is a lot that if I've had my own experiences, which are undeniable, but then there's other stuff that I, that are memories and stuff I've been going through that I'm just still trying to connect the dots on my own. Um, but through one of my sessions with Ivan Teller, actually, uh, my higher self came through and, he said straight up, he's like, yeah, you were cloned at age five. And there's a clone of you working at S4 Groom Lake area 51 currently alive right now that you could go visit if you had access, if you had security clearance. And they said, apparently a lot of us are clones are cloned and they're doing or or this version of me might be the clone and the other version. It gets, it gets really crazy, but that was, um, that's, that's I'm taking with a grain of salt. I, yeah. can't, I can't verify that. Mm-hmm. But when you t- when you bring when you bring this clone idea into politics, into what we're seeing play out now, well, first of all, you have guys like Johann Fritz talking about. I think it's Monarch or Mobius. It's a it's a company. It's a corporation that the celebrities and the elites use. Um, they buy clone. They they get themselves. It's only for the people who can afford it. Uh, they get themselves cloned for security purposes. If they don't want to appear in an event or in a dangerous situation, whatever it might be, they send their clone. And uh, when you listen to Johan explain this, it's very matter of fact. He's explaining it. He's breaking it down, explaining, you know, this company and who's behind it and blah, blah, blah. It's really interesting. So if that's that's true, what makes you think that politicians aren't doing the same thing? And, um, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of channelers have been uh, a lot of mediums have been getting Joe Biden coming through as if he's dead. And then I've heard in another channeling say, you know, somebody was asking questions about Biden. It's like, well, first of all, Biden's dead. That's his clone. He's in. And so I'm like all these dots are being connected. And, you know, Biden comes through and he's trying to tell people that. Guys, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was being, I was being used. I'm sorry. You know, this is obviously a lot more sympathetic than that. But uh, according to some of this information, Biden was—he's like the deep state's grand experiment. He was cloned in the 70s in Dulce, New Mexico. There's a massive cloning facility underground there. That's a, apparently the mother of all dumbs on this planet—a deep underground military base. And apparently, there's a whole room of Biden clones. There's like an army of them. And they're, uh, (laughs) it sounds crazy, but this has been their, this has been their grand experiment. So to even see their experiment be inaugurated is like a win for them, even though they know they're, they're losing, but they're delusional, you know, they're, you're, you're always blinded by greed, you know, so If that's the case, it would make so much sense because every time you look at Biden, there's four different versions of him and depending on what photo you look at, the ears are different, everything's different about him. And you go on, there's a website called Bibliotheca Pleiades where a lot of cloning information, a lot of information on the clone program has been leaked. And you could read about some of these, the process of cloning. And then if a rapid aged clone has neurological disorders and if this, if if something was going on this whole time, we're seeing Biden slip up. We're seeing him slip up. Uh, maybe you know who knows what's going on, but maybe it was they're trying. It was just them throwing one of these rapid age clones in for an interview where he ends up falling asleep or slurring over his words or whatever. You have to really start thinking about this as a possible reality. And the guy that we're seeing in in office might actually not might be a soulless being.
0: He certainly looks like one. I mean, um, it's, it's interesting. There's, it's, you know, you have to kind of hold space for that possibility to be true. I feel like when it comes to the channeling uh, and people saying he's, he's dead and he regrets this, like having his higher self come through. I mean, everyone's got a higher self and that has, you know, a deeper connection to source coming through and knowing uh, better. However, it's quite possible with those channelings that they're tuning into a timeline that maybe it's this timeline, maybe it's a different timeline that he's dead in. You know, there's just so many different possibilities here. Absolutely. You, you just never know. And, and that's the thing, like the more knowledge you have, uh, the more you and, and I, and I want to say not just the more knowledge you have, but the more you hold space for nothing to be concrete and allow the knowledge to kind of play together without overwhelming yourself that kind of allows things to come more into view a picture for you to come up with probabilities Mm -hmm. you know and i think what you're talking about is obviously it's a possibility if we're already doing it with animals
1: yeah yeah exactly and like i said earlier none of this is verifiable we're just, I'm, I, this is stuff I explore, and I don't, I'm not stating any of this stuff as fact. I just really, it really interests me. I, I just don't know why it interests me so much, this whole clone program. Uh, and then um, Johann Fritz, again, he said, uh, he talks about how a lot of these celebrities are actually clones, and their real version is, is, is working in the programs. Like in particular, he talks about Kevin Spacey because he has firsthand knowledge of this. He said, Kevin Spacey here on Earth is a clone of a guy named Paul Serene who works in the space program, secret space program. And, and this guy, Paul Serene, is like a pedophile. A, he is a known pedophile up in the programs. And a lot of the accusations but, um, that have, a lot of the accusations of, uh, that Kevin Spacey has been, a pedophile and whatever he's done, Johan Fritz goes on the book saying that is not Kevin Spacey. That's actually Paul Serene doing that and Kevin Spacey's getting blamed. And he explains that uh, it just starts going into this stuff. It's like, what is going on? Like this world is, if this is true, you have to start thinking about everybody now. Everybody who's committing these crimes and doing this stuff. Are they actually doing it? Or is it a clone of them doing it? And then they're taking a hit. Like, it, I don't know. I, my mind goes all over the place. It, it
0: Well, it totally can if you, again, like I said, with, like if you allow yourself to get overwhelmed with all the information, yeah. then it starts to work against you.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I think what is important is that if you have an open enough mind where you're like, well, if I look at some of the facts that I know I can verify, for instance, mm-hmm. we're cloning animals and we've been so for a while, yeah, uh, then this is very much something that could be uh, possible. So if it's possible, then leaving the door open where you're you're just having enough discernment active that when things are happening, you're able to pick up on, like for lack of a better word, glitches, okay? And mm-hmm. what we would see in our reality is normal mm-hmm. and allow that to just kind of go right into the intuitive gut to To first feel into it, you know, not, you can't think this stuff through because yeah. it's, you'll just make yourself crazy. But if it resonates, there might be something there. If it doesn't resonate, then it's probably okay to just kind of move on. Yeah. And I think that's where most, it, what would be so great for us as a um as a collective, is just to at least turn the discernment dial up a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and start questioning everything. You should be questioning everything, because clearly just looking at everything that's just happened in the last few months, things literally, like you said, happening before our eyes, video footage being shown, and still no one's like saying that it happened you know it's like i'm literally watching it on security camera footage happening and all those who are supposed to verify it uh are or certify it are are just saying are are completely ignoring it they're just completely ignoring it so i just think we need to have better discernment and at least have the discernment dial turned up enough so that we can ask bigger questions
1: yeah and I, i don't marry myself to any of these because like you said, I, I very much have, I've been burned before by the whole timeline game. You know, yeah, things, yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff could be happening on different timelines. And I have a, a really interesting story about that. But uh,
0: Well, you want to go into I,
1: it? I, yeah, I just, <laughs> well, there's so much I want to go into. But I do want, while we're on this crazy topic, while everybody thinks I'm crazy I and mean, your audience is checking out right now. Uh,
0: no, that's not, of, that's that's one, not my audience. That's not your audience. That's one of the having. other
1: things I wanted to bring up about this clone, which I found I thought was interesting, and I wasn't trying to get this corroborated, but th- I listened to certain things and videos and certain information uh, was about the potential of Trump being a clone, uh, and I heard it once, and then I was listening to a video that, that I heard it again. Uh, And I started just getting like all these synchronicities around it. And it's just something that I had to really just consider the possibility. Okay, well, if I'm talking about these other people, why can't Trump be a clone either? And one of these channelings said that um, Trump has not made a public appearance in the past four years, uh, which every time you see him in a rally or or wherever in public, that's, that's one of his clones. Uh, the, the real Trump you have seen on camera in the White House with his family, because the real Trump has to, by law, he has to be the one to sign the bills. Any signature cannot be done by a clone, apparently. So, and uh, the information that came through the session was, okay, well then if, if that's not Trump, where is he? And I said, well, he's been, he spends most of his time in, uh, underground at Camp David in a bunker affiliated with the Q team and he doesn't really surface unless he's signing a paper or recording a speech. But when you see him out at the rallies, that's not him for security purposes because of the mission he is here to do. Like he like he, might as well be the most powerful man on the planet right now. And he has to be protected at all cost. Just something to think about. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, if, it, if we're talking about it being done with one person, you you have to open the door with yeah. other people. It's just, you know, that absolutely is possible. And to your credit, Tyler, this isn't easy stuff to talk about because the natural inclination of people is like, come on, man, like mm-hmm. really, you know? So I give you all a right. lot of credit for just coming out here and talking about it with just an open mind. Like, let's just explore the idea because that's all we're doing right now is we're just exploring the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and if and if that triggers people into fear and, 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 you know, however people want to respond to that, that's for you to, like, check in with yourself. Like, we're just exploring the idea. Yeah. And
1: well, just so people know, like, if somebody uh, were to have me put money as Trump put money on Trump being a clone or not, I wouldn't do it because I don't know. Like, I would not risk like I would not give you know, put my house on the line or anything if if I was in a situation like that. That's how uncertain I am. I would never say for sure that yeah, he's a clone, she's a clone, she's a clone. Uh or, and just Kamal Harris is a clone and she was arrested and she's already in Gitbo, blah, blah, blah. Like like this is stuff that you hear. But I would never put any, I would never go all in on that. It's just yeah, a theory. No. It's yeah. just a theory, but I'm just talking about it. And when I talk about it, I realize it comes out as fact. But I'm not trying to portray it that way.
0: No, I know. And you've already stated that several times here. I think um, here's the thing. You cannot advance as a society if you're not willing to discuss the things that are unknown. If you're not willing to have conversations about them, no matter how crazy they may sound... You know, inventions do not come from conversations about things we already know. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's... that's just not how it works. So mm. uh, if you're scared to have these conversations or even think about it, that's cool. That's that's all, that's your thing. Like, fine. But there are minds who want to explore the possibilities. And I, that's what we're doing here. So yeah. and speaking of possibilities, let's talk about the healing potential of what is kind of coming through for the collective right now and humanity as a whole and on, on an individual level too like let's let's get into some healing here to, to close out the show
1: okay but i, I kind of got me excited about wanting to tell that story uh, oh the timeline story yeah
0: oh my god yeah no you're right i'm so glad you said that okay uh, pause on the healing pause yeah. on the healing
1: <laughs> it's this if you want to, if you guys don't think i'm crazy already uh, i still don't believe this happened in my life but I worked with this guy for years in construction. We carpooled together, everything. Uh, he ended up working for a different company, but I still knew him on Facebook and stuff. We could talk him. I heard from somebody that all, one day he gets all these black government vehicles, SUVs show up at work. They escort him off the job. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows why he starts making all these posts on Facebook like, like he's gone crazy saying, um, Obama's the antichrist, blah, blah blah. All this stuff about Trump being like a prophet and all this stuff. He just flips the switch. All this stuff back before my awakening, like back before I knew what a timeline was or anything. So I was, I was the only. Everyone was like unfollowing and blocking him, and I, I was giving him a chance on on Facebook. I was like, man, I know Larry. God, this is Larry. Like, come on. Like, I'm just gonna give him a chance. He's going through something. And I just I just kind of monitored his post and I would comment every once in a while just to kind of make him feel like he wasn't crazy even though it very much appeared that way so one morning I woke up and I hadn't seen him for years mind you I woke up and I said I'm gonna take my dog for a walk at this certain park today I go I go to the park I pull up park and I look over and he's sitting there in his truck and he's and he goes he goes hey you showed up I said, what do you mean I showed up? He goes, you don't think you ended up here by accident next to me, did you? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes on to tell me that um, he's, he's been recruited to go to Mars and to go spend time on this Mars, to go to this Mars program. And he's telling me, yeah, he's like, I'm being monitored all time. He's like, they're listening to us right now by satellite. And he goes, look over there, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he goes, that guy has an earpiece and stand next to the tree. And I look over, and sure enough, there's a guy over there messing with his, like, looks like he's messing with an earpiece. And I'm like, what am I in the middle of right now? Like, what's going on? And he and he's telling me um, all this crazy stuff I didn't understand about the whole Trump thing and all this, everything that's going to happen. And I'm like, where did you get all this information? He's like, I, I, it's like a download. He couldn't explain it. He goes, I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. So he tells me, so I start actually meeting up with him daily and just listening to him talk and he kept saying he kept being real suspicious like why are they letting you talk to me and i said what do you mean he's like everyone i get close to right now they pull out of my life um his wife his kids everybody has restraining orders he's he's willingly homeless he has money in the bank account he's living sleeping out of his car and he kept asking me all the time why are they letting you talk to me he's like what and then he was getting suspicious of me he's like what do you know i'm like what do you mean i don't know What I. And he starts telling me about timelines and he's like, yeah, you you see how he goes, there's so many different timelines playing out. You saw how there's two covers for this NHL video game as uh, the St. Louis blues. They had one of them had Ryan Reeves, one of the players on the cover. And he goes, the reason that, the reason you saw two covers is because there's always two timelines and they don't know. So they have to make two covers for whatever team ends up winning the Stanley cup. Uh, in that timeline, whatever timeline you end up going on. He goes, so this other cover is, he goes, there's another timeline where the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley cup and this happened. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? (laughs) And I never thought about that even being a possibility or him being right until now. You know, until now I'm understanding these timelines. Anyway, he ends up, uh, so many things happen. I had this story could take like three episodes. So many things happened that they're just absolutely insane that I don't know. He kept like telling me what I needed. He put me like he literally put me. He's like, yeah, uh, there's this lady. She's a time traveler. She lives under uh, she's she's acting as a homeless person under this bridge. But this is where we're going to go. This is where the ship is going to come. And this is where we go to Mars. And he wanted me to pack a bag. He told me exactly what to bring and how and when it was going to happen. He kept telling me exactly the day he was like trying to get me to go with him. And I'm like, for, I'm like, Larry, time out. I'm not going to Mars. Like, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, so much happens. I have to cut it short because I'll be here forever. But long story short, I come home from work one day and he's in my house sleeping on my couch. He got he he didn't break in. My back door was open. I'm I scared the shit out of me. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm like, where's your truck at? And he's like, oh, it's parked way at some other uh, building or something. He goes, uh, they're after me. And I'm not lying. There was black government, black vehicles driving through my subdivision, blacked out license plates. And my dogs were, my dogs don't even bark at vehicles, but they're barking at these cars going by. And he's like, I need you to take me to my truck. He goes, uh, uh, I'm leaving tomorrow. You're never going to see me again. I'm like, okay. So I took him to his truck and he literally said, uh, all right. He's like, good luck. He goes, I'll see you on the other side. And to this day, He has disappeared. He is gone. There's no obituary. Nobody knows what happened to him. I've had friends and coworkers. People look and try and locate Larry. Nobody knows what happened to him. Wow. Yeah. And I cut a lot out of that story. It was one of the craziest times of my life, actually.
0: Wow. That's incredible. I mean, well, first of all, it's... It's so you, Tyler, to be so compassionate and give someone a chance when everyone else is like shutting the person down. Like, that's totally your your nature, which I love. Uh, with everything that we, you and I know and our, from our own personal experiences, as well as people who we've had on our shows and heard from what they're experienced, some of those people have become good friends of ours, you know, and mm-hmm. you get to know them and you know they're not... They're not shitting. They're not lying about this stuff, you know, and uh, it's it's like it's it's I would tend to to believe that that absolutely there was probably I wouldn't say all of it was probably true, but I would say a large majority of that was probably true.
1: Well, i didn't believe this is like years ago and then it wasn't until later i i kind of learned about laura eisenhower and her being recruited to go to mars yeah and i'm like wait a second like so somebody else like this has happened with somebody else i started connecting some dots and it was just he was explaining to me mind control how it all worked he i mean he just all of a sudden knew everything it was like he was just instantly downloaded he would he would just just sit there and we would talk for hours He explained to me the techniques they use, how they're programming us, what they're doing, who's evil, who's not, who's not even human. He was just telling me Mm -hmm. everything. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow. I don't
1: don't know anything. I don't know. It was, it sounds like a movie and I can't even believe it It was a chapter in my life.
0: (laughs) Well, to me, it sounds like you and Larry had some sort of soul contract where he was part of your awakening, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, I, there's no way that you can go through that experience and not be awakening, you know, like to some <laughs> yeah, degree. <laughs> exactly. That's wild. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that. Um,
1: so, we, yeah, we can get into some healing if you want. I don't know how much time we have left.
0: Yeah, we have a little bit of time. Um, we're just at the hour mark, but we can go in. I, I'd like to, for us to talk a little bit about healing because that's what's most important right now. And I think sometimes we forget about that. We get distracted with everything else that's kind of going on in front of us, like it's just a movie. But if it's just a movie and we're the projector, <laughs> well, then the best way to change the movie is to change what's inside. Mm-hmm. So yeah. where what's been your journey with all of this? And and what's your advice for everyone?
1: Um, well, my advice is, this, is the cliche advice that we've been giving everybody during this whole movement is to go inward. Um, but I mean that even more now than I used to when I said it back then, I understand it even more now because I understand that, um, you know, we can try and help and heal and save and be of service to others all day long. But if we aren't taking care of ourselves, we aren't even being of service to ourselves, much less anyone else. And you can't pour from an empty glass. so. I realize that this is this is what's happening on a large scale right now. Like we can't hate all we we've been shown this corruption, we've been shown this evil, and we want people want revenge, they want to see these people you know pay for what they've done and be held accountable and blah, blah, blah. Which I get, we all have that in us. But I'm starting to realize that you know, if we all start healing, really working on ourselves, really going inward. What happens on the inside what happens internally happens externally. If you heal, the people around you heal, the collective heals. And I think that this darkness, these people, these dark unthinkable things that these people do and these programs that these black budget programs, it's just horrible things that we're learning about. I think the the darkness, these people incarnate here to heal, to go do this stuff but they're creating their own karma, and they're they're starting themselves on a healing path. So I feel like by us healing ourselves, we are actually healing them, helping heal them. This is all one giant. It's just one big giant, I don't want to say game, but it's it's our... (laughs) I don't even know how to word put in the words what I'm thinking. But I feel like yep. it's if we collectively heal, we're gonna heal the collective. We're gonna heal even the dark that are here, un, because we're, we we all come here with amnesia. They don't know they're here to heal, but going through all this stuff, they're gonna have their own realizations. All this stuff is coming to the surfaces. How many of these people you think are regretting what they've done now? Yeah, yeah. There's, and they're here to heal just like we are.
0: Well, I think, you know, when you're saying that, uh, when you're saying, I don't know exactly how to say it, with, you're right, through us healing, we we help heal the collective through inspiration and energetic shift in momentum. So the way I've always seen it is or at least the way I've ex- personally experienced is that when I've started, like through my own healing journey, which has been over a decade now is noticing that when I just focus on me and I don't worry about other people, and I just focus on my own healing, other people start to notice the vibration of focusing on self in a very loving way. Okay, this isn't like selfish in the ego way. This is loving, loving, um, healing energy. And they notice it because you're different. You know, you're carrying a different vibration People may not understand it consciously, what they're noticing. They just know something's different and they kind of like this different. Mm -hmm. They're they're curious about, about this different. And through that, you create a field of energy around you that is more healed. And those who are ready to experience their own healing get pulled into your field or are magnetically attracted to you because they're ready on some level. They may not be conscious of it. But they are and that's how you inspire healing or you're a catalyst for more healing and when you say like we he- we heal the collective it's not like and I know you don't mean this but for everyone in the audience it's not like we specifically heal other people that's codependent energy what Tyler's talking about is that we inspire the healing momentum so that other people start to want to shift within them through the inspiration and the realization that they're seeing in someone else mm-hmm. without, without their own reality being infringed upon, you know, because we're only focused on self. It's not like, we're not trying to push anything on anyone else. So you don't invade their space trying to like make something that they're not ready for. They're coming on their own volition, which is so important.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it all starts with, um, our willingness to go within also, it's kind of scary. People don't want to go there because it's not, believe me, it's not fun. You are faced with stuff that you had buried for years that you thought you were oh, that you thought you were done with. These past, these childhood traumas and things that happened or even past relationships, they all come back because, you know, your old, the old you was just trying to bury that stuff, sweep it under the rug. You can't move forward until you heal that stuff. It's just like chains holding you down. And you have to revisit some of these moments and really go through a dark night of the soul and find figure out how to feel that pain, feel that darkness, and then process it, integrate it, whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. And don't mm-hmm. dwell on it. And don't and don't ignore it. And when you do that, you find like that sovereignty, you feel powerful. You start, you start understanding what you're capable of. And that's when you can start moving forward.
0: Yeah. And to your point that you were talking about also earlier, this idea of like looking at the the negative uh, people who are like, you know, just doing really horrible things in this lifetime. I think that it's important for all of us to remember anyone who's kind of looking at new earth as this utopia land that we're all moving to. You, my, this is my take, and I'd be curious to hear what your perception is. I feel like that's a false narrative that's being pushed in the spiritual community that we're moving to a new earth. That's complete utopia. I don't feel that's necessarily what new earth is about because when we look at the natural rhythm of nature, Without human kind of infringing upon it, even the natural rhythm of our own bodies, because our bodies are a microcosm of the earth, right? That in our healthiest state, we always have 80%, say, healthy bacteria and 20% unhealthy bacteria. And it's so that there's always room to continuously challenge the other bacteria to stay motivated, to stay healthy, you know, and it's when we get, that's when we're healthy. You actually start to remove all of that negative bacteria. You set yourself up for a big potential disaster if you even come in contact with something that's of um, like, a, OK, let's just from an energetic point, a negative ener- energy, right? Yeah. So I feel like what our goal is for this new earth and, and, and our personal sovereignty, sovereignty of the planet, sovereignty of the collective is that we... Learn how to be in harmony um, with 80% light and 20% dark because we need that shadow um, to push ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. like to help us grow. Otherwise, what are we here for? <laughs> I just, yeah. that's my personal take.
1: Well, your old bacteria theory, a good analogy for that is why a white man can't go visit some tribe in the Amazon who has never had. He- any outside human contact because we have an immunity they don't we can be carrying a simple bacteria on us that could be a disease for them Uh, and that's kind of what you're talking about Yeah, yeah
0: yeah or or you know you go sound like it's like i remember i went to bali and within a few days i had the bali belly and i'm like oh this isn't good you know (laughs) and it's just because it was a completely foreign environment and so there's I, I personally just would like to throw out that idea. Again, I may be wrong, but this is just my personal take on it, that we need to leave room for the shadow. You, mm-hmm. you, the, I don't think this planet is designed to be in a utopia kind of sense where there is no negative influence whatsoever. I just feel like that is completely out of alignment with everything we learn on our own personal journey.
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels very much like this is a healing planet and everybody's here to heal. That's like that. We can all collectively agree on that, which is why I think even the dark come here to heal. And that's just something to remember or just to think about. And to go back to what you said about the this utopian version of the new earth uh, coming into my awakening, I very much thought that that was a real place. <laughs> and I was waiting for this big event to happen. and. Whatever, nothing happened. Um, only to be let down and forced to go inward and like realize I, yet again, I was giving my power away to something else. Um, I think it's a possibility and that place probably does exist somewhere, but I don't think that's where, I don't think there's going to be a solar event and all of a sudden the earth is going to be a utopian society and we're going to be speaking telepathically and, and, uh, and uh, what am I saying? Levitating. Um, I think it's all possible. And we can get there. But I think this new earth is going to be its more of a shift in frequency. It's more of a shift in vibration. It's not going to be something so visible at first. But, but as we move into it, you're just going to know that you're on a timeline, a positive timeline.
0: Yeah, I was told that um, the solar flash is not going to be this collective event that everyone thinks is coming. I mean, when I kind of came into my awakening in 2016, I I followed along that narrative and I was like, oh, it's the solar flash, the solar flash. (laughs) And I then realized, I don't know about this because it was called last year and now it's this year. And they always say it's going to come on the 21, uh, the the December 21st. 21 portal or whatever.
1: Um,
0: But I, I, what I was told, and I can't remember if this was a channeled thing that came through me or is in my meditation. I think it was meditation. I was uh, spoken to by my guides and they showed me the solar flash and, but they showed it happening within me, not outside of me. And they said, you didn't actually think there was going to be a solar flash outside of you. The solar flash is happening within everyone. And when I think about the sun, right, our solar sun, that that represents that represents clarity, that represents truth. You know, the moon represents confusion and shadow. And so that solar flash is really just the awakening within you coming Mm -hmm. to light. And um, each and every one of us experience that solar flash, I believe, uh, moment to moment and in varying phases uh, where you have high moments of awakening.
1: Yeah. I, I had, I, I think I might've actually experienced something like that during the first time when this was supposed to happen in 2018, March, 2018, whenever um, that information was going out. Well, I was sleeping on my couch and I had this crazy experience a real vivid experience that this event was happening and everything became completely white. I mean, bright white, like blinding white, like everything outside, it came in my window and it just blanketed me with this weight and I couldn't move. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, like I didn't even know if I thought this was really going to happen, but it's happening. And it was so intense and I'm feeling all this pressure. And then I woke up on the couch, I was sleeping. But it was just like this. And I, I think back to that moment. I'm like, maybe that's what you were talking about. Maybe something happened within me at that time. And maybe a lot happened to a lot of people at that time. But we were just looking for something else.
0: Yeah. And OK, so I just received a download while you were talking that they want us to uh, bring our attention to, for instance, when we hear like different um QHHT kind of sessions and what people are seeing. And they, a lot of people see the solar flash and and all of that. Mm -hmm. They want us to remember not to take things so literally, just like the Bible is not meant to be taken so literally Mm -hmm. Uh, that how we're fed information. A lot of the times is through symbology and imagery and to um, allow the, that message to come in and not it be so literal that it's going to physically happen around you, but be experienced more on an internal level.
1: Yeah. And I will add to, to give another spin on this as if the solar flash were a reality, something, a physical event. Uh, w- during my session with Ivan Teller, he was on your show. He's, he's a really unique channeler and he, it's very interesting to, uh, have a session with him and see what comes through because, you know, you don't know, take it with a grain of salt, but it's interesting. And some stuff was kind of like he knew inf- it wasn't him, but whoever he was channeling knew information about me that I had never told it. So I, it was really weird. Like some of it was being validated. Anyway, I asked specifically about the solar event and he said, Oh yeah. It was, I asked him my higher he goes, Oh yeah. Um, it was supposed to happen in 2012 and it was held off and it was supposed to happen again. Um, it was supposed to happen again this year, but instead we got the virus. And then uh, and he says, there's another potential timeline for it to happen in like another 10 years, but it's no longer needed because uh, it was there was a decision. He said there was a decision that was being made between either a, like an, a meteor impact, like an asteroid, some type of impact, a solar event, or this virus. And they said um, the virus was, the virus would, have the least the least amount of casualties and still have the same effect when they when they looked at it. And so he said the virus is serving the same effect as a solar event, as far as waking up the planet. And I had never thought about that. And I, this is channeled information, maybe, yeah. but it's something to think about.
0: Well, I think that there's some truth to that because I have so many people in my alchemy program who have verified that their awakening started in March last year when the whole virus thing really kind of started to come through strongly. And And
1: really quick, just to interject really good thoughts here. Do you remember on November 4th, on the day of the um, uh, election or whatever it was, there was all these articles going around of this meteor supposed to hit on that day. We're all like, oh, of course, you know, here's another false flag. They're really going to try and send a, a meteor here on that day. So it's not even like that was that far off because we were seeing articles. They were talking about this. Michael Sala was talking about this stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: There could have been. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's quite possible there could have been timelines where that's actually was needed and not needed. Yeah. Like where where we are right now. Yeah. That's it's all interesting. Wow. Well, this has been fun, Tyler. I'm glad that you were able to come on and uh, share all of your. You just like what a lot of the stuff you've been kind of researching, thinking about uh, and just kind of putting it out there. I think it's great for people to keep their minds open and explore all the different possibilities. And if you're not pulled to it, you're not pulled to it. But there are people that are going to be pulled to it. And there's a reason why. Just yeah. like you've got your own reason why. Uh, right. let, let the audience know um, what events you've got coming up and also where to find your show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I'm sure you guys see, I mean, whoever's watching this probably has listened to our podcast. And after listening to this, you probably understand why we cover what we cover in our podcast, because we're, we just leave it open-minded. We, we, want, we give everyone a chance to come and tell their story, whether we agree with it or not, because who knows what they have to say that might affect somebody else. And honestly, it's, it's, we're learning at the same time. This Doing this show has probably been more helpful to me than our audience. You know, this is, it's been a growing experience for me as well. Um, but yes, so you can find us, actually, um, we finally created a link tree that has everywhere we're at, not even everywhere, because there's so many audio podcast platforms. Uh, we're all over the place, but we have our main links there, which I'll send you and you can put down below if you want. That um, you can find us on YouTube primarily. We just got on Foxhole. Telegram is kind of where, you know, we got, we got suspended on Twitter. So we're, everybody's migrating to Telegram. Uh, that's where we spend a lot of time now just sharing information, chatting with people. Uh, it's kind of healing in a way, you know, getting in group talks and stuff. So as far as that goes, that's where you can find us. All those links will be below in our link tree and the star seed adventures conference in Cocoa beach, Florida, March 12th through the 14th. Um, there's, not many tickets left. I know they're a little pricey, but this is a beautiful resort. It's at the Hilton Hotel on Cocoa Beach. The actual room where the speakers are gonna be is, uh, it's a room that looks overlooks the ocean. It's a beautiful view. It's not like you're cooped up in some little place. So while you're there listening to the speakers, you're gonna be looking at the ocean and the beach. And it's just a very, it's gonna be a, a very small conference. It's gonna be exclusive. Everybody's gonna be there. Everybody's gonna be hanging out with each other. There's no VIP this, VIP that. You know, uh, it's just gonna be—it's gonna be a fun get together. And I feel like if you're meant to be there, uh, you'll be drawn there. That's how I've been drawn to every conference I ended up at. Like something happens in your life where you just kind of find yourself there. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know I could afford that, but here I am. Uh, so that's—we're gonna be there setting up our uh, Experiences Lounge which we did a camp disclosure, which means that we're going to be interviewing or just letting people, attendees and speakers, whoever want, uh, come on camera and tell their personal paranormal UFO, ET experience or healing, whatever it is they want to tell to the camera. Some people like that, you know, we're going to film it. We're going to compile it into a video and put it out after the conference and probably do some live podcast from the, from the beach as well. So if you feel like getting a ticket, I'll give you that link too. You can throw in. there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'll leave it all um, in the description. Mm-hmm. That sounds exciting, and it sounds like a great place. Uh, I've looked at the hotel; it's a great little resort. Yeah. Um, it's got a fun tiki bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really—it
1: it really looks cool. I'm—I I'm, mean, we could all use a little beach time right now. Yeah.
0: Oh my God, I'm—I'm I'm already really wanting to be at a beach. Um, Yeah. Well, it sounds like a great event, guys. If you're interested, check it out. If tickets are still available, you'll want to jump on it. There's not that many left. And uh, thanks, Tyler, for coming on the show. Everyone, please, if you haven't checked out Journey to Truth podcast, please do. They're putting out great uh, content. Tyler and Aaron are great guys. And uh, it's a privilege to call you a friend, Tyler.
1: Likewise. Likewise.
0: I'm I'm glad that we got to connect in Sedona
1: yeah absolutely. it was uh that that trip itself was magical. It was like synchronicity heaven every day something was happening. We're like, oh my gosh that was it was really beautiful. that was yeah nice. yeah. yeah well, so, thanks
0: everyone. Thank you, Tyler, and thanks to the audience for being here. I love you guys, and I'll catch you next week. We have Mary Ducina coming on the show to give us her astrological. Uh, sear information on the huge stellium happening in February that's massive and feel like it's got some sort of alignment with a lot of shifts that we may see in February. So guys, I love you so much and I'll be back with you next week. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.